Ladies and gentlemen, the star of 11 motion pictures, including Clan of the Cave Bear, Legends of the Fall, and most recently, The Edge, Bart the Bear. Hello, and welcome to You Should See the Other Guy, the podcast where we watch typically a romantic comedy, a romantic movie of some sort. This particular one we were looking at this week looks to be classified as a war slash romance film. (laughs) And tell you why whoever did the choosing of romantic partners in the movie chose the wrong one. I'm Jennifer. I'm Samantha. And I'm Sadie. And this week we are joined by a very special guest. He is a male model since the year 2007, uh, starting in New York City and has worked all over the world. Currently is based in Seoul, South Korea, and has worked for a ton of brands that I never remember since modelhoms.com went down and I can't keep track of it easily anymore (laughs) because I tend to remember the shenanigans and anecdotes he tells me about the jobs instead of the brands he works for. And also... Also a multimedia painter and digital artist, a father of a brand new perfect baby, a little older than three month baby boy, (laughs) and also my little brother, Joseph Culp. Hello. Thanks for having me. Congratulations (laughs) on being our first international male model guest. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm honored. (laughs) <laughs> and for getting up at what must be um 2 a.m korea time to do this oh no no it's not too bad it's uh 9 a.m in the morning so i'm just getting woken up and uh this is the way to do it <laughs> I, I don't know about that <laughs> sadie take us away what are we doing what are we doing here at nine in the morning okay so we're doing as jen mentioned a bit of a wild card in terms of a rom-com since this movie is neither a romance well not a straight-up romance and uh, definitely not a comedy that's right i'm talking about the brad pitt vehicle legends of the fall 1994 (laughs) Um, (laughs) i know everyone was chomping at the bit for us to do this one (laughs) i was tasked with summarizing it which i was initially nervous to do but like this movie can really just be summarized in one sentence this is what happens when a rural family only knows five people like it that's it no i can't um let me flesh out the summary a little bit So this movie follows one family, the Ludlow family, in early 1900s Montana, and their very, very intimate social circle. Um, So it starts out with William Ludlow, played by Anthony Hopkins, uh, who moves there to raise his three sons on a farm. In order from oldest, we have Alfred, played by Aidan Quinn, who is very serious and responsible. Then we have Tristan, played by Brad Pitt, who is a bit of a wild child. (laughs) And then we have Samuel, played by Henry Thomas, (laughs) who is the innocent little baby of the family. So things start kicking off when Samuel comes back from college with his fiancée, Susanna, played by Julie Ormond. And she and Tristan have an instant, fiery, passionate connection. But she's with Samuel, so they can't really do anything. Aiden also falls in love with her at this point. And I presume a lot of this has to do with the fact that they have not met a new person since they were like infants. Um, <laughs> but anyway, the three brothers go off to World War One. 
they literally cross the Canadian border illegally to get drafted, which is just bonkers to me. Uh, and Samuel dies. Why is it be in World War One this bad? <laughs> uh, Samuel dies very horrifically, which Tristan blames himself for. And he also takes out Samuel's heart and ships it back to Montana. Bold move. <laughs> when when Tristan and Aiden come back to the farm, Susanna and Tristan start up an affair, but he still feels guilty and can't really process that in a healthy way. So he just leaves for a questionable amount of time. Five years, ten years. I don't understand the passage of time in this movie, by the way, because they don't really do a lot to age up the characters. So Brad Pitt is simultaneously twenty and fifty this entire movie. But yeah. while he's and gone, like Isabella too yeah, that's a good is point. thirteen until she's suddenly twenty. Like there is no don't even stage get me started ever. I I would want to skip the years <laughs> oh between thirteen and twenty if I could. You know. <laughs> And in the meantime, while Tristan is gone, Susanna marries Aiden, who has since become a politician, and he gets involved with some shady prohibition stuff that I don't really understand. But then Tristan comes back. Susanna still has the hots for him, but instead he falls in love with Isabel, the farmhand's daughter that they grew up with. She's a little young. <laughs> and um, they have two kids. <laughs> the uncomfortable laugh is everything. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then she gets shot after that. So in a scene that was wild for so many reasons and I'll get into that later but she dies suddenly he goes to jail after beating the police officer responsible Susanna tries to move up on him while he's in jail and still grieving his wife so he declines that and then she commits suicide question mark um then uh there's some murder involved there is some dumping of corpses in the missouri river shout out to the missouri river <laughs> then the brothers and father reconcile soon after that because they had a tense few decades under their belt and then it shows brad pitt as an old man being eaten by a bear the end what did i miss i'm sure i missed something <laughs> yes like, I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I think that covers our main point. <laughs> I, I love that it ends in Brad Pitt getting getting eaten by a bear. I think every movie Brad Pitt is in should end with him getting eaten by a bear. It's the only logical conclusion to this. <laughs> <laughs> I like how in the narration there was a huge time jump there too. It was like in the 1920s when we last had any of the action. Yes. And suddenly old man Brad Pitt. It's like, and by the way, he outlived everyone and he died in 1963 and it was fighting this bear and it just freeze frames on him fighting a bear and says, a good death. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, he gets the good death he was wishing for and and. I like how it was just kind of like dropped to like 12 frames per second. Like they just wanted to make this really cool uh, 90s fight with the bear and uh, just kind of ends with his blurry face like yelling or something. Like, ah! Do you think it was meant to 
disguise over that there was like a bear suit person or something because it looked like a real bear and if you've got a real oh. bear like why would you drop it to 12 frames a second like let me uh, see that bear was, uh, in all of its motion yeah uh, they uh kind of mixed and matched like if you look at the the beginning of the movie when the young teenage not brad pitt tristan uh kind of comes up and touches the bear and the bear starts uh, swiping at him. It's clearly like somebody holding a rolled up rug or something. And uh, <laughs> like he's hiding behind a tree. <laughs> and then the then somebody comes and is like swiping the bear paw at him and it, and he uh, gets its claw with a knife. I think it's that situation. Yeah. They, well, Joe... <laughs> You seem to know a lot about this movie, which brings I mean, the, me the devil's to... in the details. <laughs> we wanted to ask you because you could come on this podcast. We were excited for you to, to have you. I suppose we're still excited to have you, but you could shift yeah, just sure. in any movie you want. Why did you do this to us? Why did you make us watch <laughs> Legends of the Fall? Well, it was um, actually the episode that i had heard of your podcast was the one you did with liz that was about uh it was a movie i didn't even see it was like a period piece about a room, a room with a view a room with a view yeah so i i was so entertained by that podcast even though i hadn't seen a room with a view and uh i was like oh i know a period piece so i immediately <laughs> messaged jennifer and and claimed Legends of the Falls. I was like, oh my god! I hope they haven't done this one yet. But there was a uh, lot of competition. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the way that I was introduced to this movie was basically I had a friend who uh, his parents had a houseboat out at South Holston Lake. So it was like this picturesque lake or whatever. And we were just going to go crash on the houseboat. And um, kind of the problem with that situation is it's like, you know, very soft camping, like you're away from home. You know, it's got that weird toilet that, that just flushes in a weird way or whatever. But there's really nothing to do other than get drunk and just kind of like talk to each other or whatnot. And uh, it had this tiny TV and one DVD was there, <laughs> and that was Legends of the Falls. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we we put on that DVD while while liquor drunk, and it was just it was the perfect movie for that that time. I mean, I think that's the ideal way hilarious. to watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I wish yeah, I had yeah. been told this in advance so I didn't watch it stone cold sober while waiting for election results. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't fill you in on that. So have you rewatched it a bunch since, or is it just that one drunk houseboat viewing that inspired uh, you? Yeah, I rewatched it a few times, maybe uh, three or four. And um, <laughs> That's the latest. A lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, different style of rewatch. Like, I think the the two rewatches after the first one, I didn't make it to the end because I just kind of like passed out on the couch. And um, <laughs> the, the last rewatch for this show, I made it all the way through. So, uh, you know, I. Uh, I remember all the scenes that I've for <laughs> I'd forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> 
doing doing a great job of recommending this movie. Said, it's an amazing I had to be movie. drunk the first time. I fell asleep the next two times. <laughs> Well, the the first half of the movie, the first half of the movie was so riveting that the uh, the parts where where time carries on, like after Brad Pitt comes back with the herd of wild stallions, (laughs) I think that's like a chapter break that I started. I would start to lose interest and and get faded towards the end of the movie. <laughs> but I, I think now on the on the rewatch, you know, perhaps with an intermission, uh, you know, it, it can be quite entertaining to the end. Entertaining. I would definitely give it that. I actually texted the girls while I was watching earlier today that I couldn't stop laughing. It was just a low level of laughter throughout because otherwise the physical level of cringe would be painful. Like you have to make a choice whether you're going to laugh or cringe through so much of this movie. Yeah, I I enjoy that. I, I really enjoy that about this movie. I opted to watch this movie in four 30 minute increments and every time mm, I paused wow. it I was I I had conveniently paused it right before something batshit would happen so like the first time I paused it it was right before Samuel died <laughs> so I hopped back into it and then like Samuel's just getting like Swiss cheese and I'm like oh my god <laughs> 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 and it was, <laughs> that's how I recommend watching this if you can't do it at a lake house while extremely drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that sounds like a really good way to watch it. It's definitely uh, split up into kind of a weird uh, chapter format. And it's, you know, yeah. they're always escalating the, the zany shenanigans. Uh, <laughs> it would be pretty weird to be watching and see Samuel get Swiss cheesed and then uh, blood mad Brad Pitt cut out his heart to, <laughs> to send home. That part, I am amazed. Yeah, that part I understood. <laughs> I was down the with that. The youth haven't rediscovered that. Why there hasn't been a GIF available on Twitter or whatever for Brad Pitt screaming, God damn you, damn you, God, while he's like, God damn you, the God. Out of you. That, that was one of my notes, Shen. I feel like they were really coming up against the constraints of Brad Pitt's acting ability. <laughs> In yeah, they, they they turned it to 11. <laughs> Come on, Brad Pitt. <laughs> he finds his brother dead, and his first reaction is, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. God damn you, God. <laughs> It reminded me of, I'm not going to do it justice, but the sketch comedy show Comedy Bang Bang, where this, uh, Mm. uh, you know, fake characters come on and this actor comes on and he's supposed to show off what an amazing actor he is. And he's like to the host, tell me something good happened. And the host is like, something good happened. And he's like, oh, yay, happy, good, great. And then he does the opposite. And he's like, oh, bad, sad. I feel bad right now. And <laughs> Brad Pitt in that moment <laughs> felt like felt like that sketch comedy character. <laughs> I mean, that's a really good. Yeah, he's very like caveman esque. I would describe <laughs> Brad Pitt in this movie. 
He's just like a caveman with beautiful 90s flowing blonde locks for some reason. He's kind of like a, it's like a video game character or something of like a fevered 90s imagination. You know, Joe, I think he's a cicada. And let me explain. He, <laughs> he goes away and he comes back every seven years until he dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's just linked to nature. It's it's just in his soul. And uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, what you're saying, I was thinking about this movie. Like, like what is this movie? Would It kind of comes across <laughs> as like they were gunning for the awards or something. Mm-hmm. But it just, they just created Legend of the Falls. And it kind of <laughs> makes me think of like, uh, like it's Starship Troopers of Oscar bait or something like that. Like... <laughs> Like, is this movie some sort of satire of uh, these sprawling epics? I could I so know. easily believe that. The amount of, like, stirring violin music on a rising note, like, yes. it exhausted me. Yeah, the soundtrack. The-, <laughs> the soundtrack. Like, every, like, two or three minutes throughout the first 20 minutes, the music would indicate that, like, the denouement of the film was happening. So, I was so <laughs> confused by how I should emotionally be reacting to things because the music was so over the top all the time that yeah, like yeah, it kind of dulled bizarre. your senses by the time all of the horrible tragedies started happening. <laughs> yeah, there was something on the the Wikipedia page. Let me pull it up. That really um, kind of I think uh, summed it up. Let me see. Critical response. Okay. Ba 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 ba. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Somebody didn't like it okay this uh rita <laughs> kempley of the washington post me. stated <laughs> oh wait till you hear this stated that the film's yarn doesn't so much sweep as sprawl across the screen in all its panoramic idiocy and i think that that describes exactly why i love this movie <laughs> i don't think it's gonna get better than panoramic idiocy in terms of <laughs> oh wow yeah no it does feel like kind of a parody of those movies but like a straight faced one and i feel yeah, like totally. I've ne- i had never seen this before and i feel like i've exclusively encountered legends of the fall in like award movie montages of like you know <laughs> here's a re- retrospective on anthony hopkins and now here's an out of context you know three-second clip of a white-haired Anthony Hopkins firing a shotgun. And I'm like, huh, wonder what that's from. Probably never going to see it. Fast forward 15 years, and my best friend's brother forces me to watch it because he saw it drunk on a houseboat. That comes at you fast. That's the true 30-year tragedy that deserves the cinematic treatment. It's just me going about my life unaware not knowing that one day I'll have to watch Legends of the Fall. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to rise from the dirt like the cicada. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> just uh, you know, every every uh, long eon of time that passes, it it will resurface in some form. And I was kind of thinking it would be great uh, if um, I remember in the uh, the room with the view uh, episode, I was really entertained that the author went on to write what happened to the characters in the future, <laughs> and I felt like Legends of the Fall was similar. So I was wondering if uh, they could maybe get a sequel where where Tristan wakes up as like a clone or something in the future world <laughs> would be really cool and fight cyborg bears <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Legends of the Apocalypse. <laughs> the cicada thing just made me realize, was it supposed to be like a, a, a hibernation metaphor or something? Because the narrator oh, kept talking yeah, the about bear, like, the, bear. the spirit of the bear being like growling Damn. deep within Tristan's soul. And then it's sometimes the yeah, bear yeah. would leave him alone. He was like a werebear the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's a werebear, <laughs> but he could tame horses. Also, horses. Yeah, it's and all about at the... least one woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, and um, <laughs> who isn't even that great? Yeah. When um, Jen you know five mentioned, people. That's how it goes. When Jen mentioned that we were going to be doing this on the podcast, and I started watching it, I was like, "This, I can't. This can't possibly tie in." But by the end of it, I will say, Joe, I got it. <laughs> like I understand viscerally the other guy's situation here because it is essentially these three <laughs> brothers chasing after this one woman yeah. over the span of like decades, and I was trying to puzzle out the whole time <laughs> why and I never really understood but I definitely have my argument for the best brother but we'll get into that in a second oh really <laughs> I'm, I'm very curious about that wow it, it's hard for me to argue for a brother because all this girl does is just sit there at the house and everybody just they go to war they go to Helena they go overseas they come back they go look for bears they come back and all they do is <laughs> are like oh you're here I'm fucking in love with with you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, know, girl, do you not have your own life? 90% of the battle. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I was wondering why she stayed. It, it doesn't make any sense to yeah. me. Yeah. She tries to than... go back to Boston after Samuel gets, you know, like uh, barbed wired to death. And oh, the, it, the winter, the winter. Yeah. And then <laughs> Anthony Hopkins is like, nah, stay here. And she's like, okay, I didn't want to do anything else anyway. Besides <laughs> just sit at this house and wait for a random brother to come back. She'll, she'll just, any brother will do. She'll just marry whichever one comes home first. Whichever one, except all uh, Alfred uh, yeah. fails pretty hard when he <laughs> yeah. tried to he uh, uh, confess initially. his love. Yeah he, yeah, he got curved pretty hard <laughs> when he tried to confess his love in front of Samuel's grave. Samuel's graveside! And- that hit me so much too yeah. like, like way to He's pick out your of, place out of respect out of respect for samuel i decided to do this here <laughs> in a movie where brad pitt <laughs> gets guy? eaten by a bear his aborted kiss is probably the most horrific <laughs> moment of this movie <laughs> 
So <laughs> I also sort of like to think of the scene as Susanna, that her actor, Julia Ormond, is that her name? Julia? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I think right. of her as um, as Joanna from Witches of East End, that this must be an interlude in her immortal witch life or something. Because she gets off that train and like looks at them and is like, yep, I'm going to fuck this whole family. Like, I feel like that is her <laughs> goal or something. Because like... <laughs> like immediately Alfred gives her the goo goo eyes and he's like trying to hit on her even though she's already engaged to Samuel while she and Brad Pitt are making vibes at each other but Brad Pitt is like nobly resisting because she's supposed to be with this little brother or whatever and it's like what? Like the the vibe here is very weird. Like I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen Seven Brides for Seven Brothers either but like the rural like brother sibling families just need more feminine interaction like introduced into their existences or something definitely apparently if they're living out in the midst of montana or it, it was montana right yes I, but actually sure. shot in canada so okay. oh wow wow Bakery. <laughs> they didn't have to go far to get drafted then <laughs> <laughs> they were already there <laughs> which that was a staggering decision i mean world war one truly the dumbest war it's like yeah, two, yeah, it, two princes had a misunderstanding over lunch or something like that, and all of a sudden everyone's like, "Let's let's have a global conflict." <laughs> and like, yeah, it's not like a there. World War Two thing. It's like the Kaiser is showing naked aggression towards Serbia. <laughs> this newspaper is oh is a week old. I've got to go there now. <laughs> It's kind of like they're they're living weirdly. Like it's like somehow he's getting newspapers, even though they're just in the middle of fucking nowhere, and <laughs> yeah. and they're kind of acting as if they've got social media or something. It's really bizarre situation. And so, was it also heavily not implied that because they made it canonically clear twice that Susanna and Samuel, who was the one she was engaged to, had not consummated the relationship. No, no, no. They definitely did not. They had not been together. Yes. And then he regretted (laughs) this. And oh my God, so much of this movie was also letters that they wrote each other. Like, and like the actors read their own letters, but in like all the same, like sort of droning, self-serious tone over the stirring (laughs) violin music. (laughs) Who was yeah, Anthony yeah. Hopkins writing to? And why didn't we ever see her? Was uh, the oh, mom dead? Yes, no, he wrote to the mom. No, she the, was just living in Boston or something. The whole time? Yeah, she just left. Yeah. She was yeah. a strange woman anyway. She was... <laughs> yeah, they literally said that. She was <laughs> Isabel One. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I think she was still living, like, at the end of it all, except for maybe yeah, Brad Pitt. Yeah, I think she Yeah, came she, back was, she was totally still alive. <laughs> Yeah, she can't. Well, she's the one who resurrects her son Tristan in the uh, the sci-fi. In Legend of the Apocalypse, I she's like actually the idea of her coming back from Boston and being like, "I I didn't get any letters. Fill me in. What's happened? <laughs> yeah, it, where are my it boys? Was weird. 
Yeah, I like that she almost dies, like, in childbirth with Samuel and lives this, like, strange, weird existence in the harsh winters out there being the only woman with these three sons and Colonel Anthony Hopkins. And then her decision to leave and go live in wealth in the city, they're like, yes, she was always a strange woman. <laughs> like, like yeah, dudes, yeah, my boys, it, like... It just- Anthony Hopkins is just kind of like, oh, bye bye. Like, it kind of like, it, like helping her climb on the carriage all stately and stuff. And then they're just kind of like, oh, bye bye. Well, <laughs> she's not coming back. I'll write her some letters. <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we, shall we pick a brother? I'm ready. Let's pick a brother. Let's pick a brother. <laughs> all right. We're picking a brother, everybody. We're all waiting ready to pick a brother. <laughs> Sadie has oh, a brother lo- locked and loaded. How, how <laughs> can we pick a brother if Susanna picked every brother? Yeah, Susanna just <laughs> s- sexual Pokemon her way through the, the whole family. <laughs> just... <laughs> okay, so I... It, it, uh, my... <laughs> the brother that I I really vibe with is Alfred, which I know is probably very unpopular, but first of all, we have Samuel, who's just an idiot. I'm sorry. But like, <laughs> how ridiculous do you have to be to try to cross the border illegally, just so you can sign up for a war that you really have no business in? Like he has no business in it. And then he is a grown ass person. So in the scene where they're currently at war and then Tristan apparently was having to keep his eye on Samuel 24 seven to make sure that Samuel didn't do some stupid shit. And then he does for one second to go visit Alfred in the infirmary and he signs up on a death mission. I'm sorry. Like immediately. Yeah. He was seeking death. Yeah. There's (laughs) truly only so much you can do for a person. I'm like, if he didn't die in world war one, I'm sure yeah. that he wouldn't have lasted five years after he got back because he would do something else stupid. Then, yeah, farms Tristan, are dangerous. Tristan just very unpredictable. I don't. I didn't really like his vibe. <laughs> he was okay, but um, <laughs> Aiden or um, sorry, I got him confused with Aiden Quinn, the actor. Alfred oh, that's the actor who is, plays the character. Yes, <laughs> um, Alfred is. A very dependable person. He is immediately in love with Susanna. He goes on to be a politician. He very respectful, in my opinion. And he just seems to be like a good dude. Like he's stable. He has a house. He's never going to run off and go do whatever for like 10 years like Tristan does. He's not going to sign himself up for a ridiculous mission for no reason and get himself killed like Samuel. And he's also the most attractive in my humble onion. So in conclusion, Alfred, he's the brother to go with. I think he's the best looking brother. I like his like intense face. Yeah. (laughs) And I I can't pick a brother beyond that. I have have two (laughs) non-brother options that I'll be willing to share once we see if Jen and Joe have picked brothers or not. Yeah, I, I of the three brothers, I've also definitely got a call for Alfred. Samuel was just there as a vehicle for introduction to the family. Like, I don't know what the fuck he was doing with Susanna. He was terrified of having sex with her and clearly did not want to be married so badly that he illegally crossed the border into Canada to get to sent to World War One. And then he waited like 
till the literal five minutes. I don't know how Brad Pitt was operating in the military, just like bouncing about doing what he wished between platoons and stuff, like on a whim, but he was to keep an eye on his little brother. <laughs> and the instant Samuel got a chance to go off and get killed, he fucking did. Like, <laughs> he was a, a non starter. And I'm aware that it's not the trauma over Samuel's death, but really her unfortunate attraction to Brad Pitt that caused Susanna to turn down Alfred's original offer, but she really should have gone with it. I mean, maybe he should have made it like out by the pond, by the hot spring or something, instead of like (laughs) on Samuel's grave. That was a little bit of a misfire on Alfred's part. (laughs) But if she's looking for a husband here, he maintains correspondence with his mother and his father. He is a respectful son on both counts. He turns out to be a success once he goes to business. He gets into politics and he apparently is not directly tied in with the mob, although he managed to give his wayward brother some protection from them for a while um, from his own illegal activities based on the strength solely of his name and still is willing to murder lawmen if they threaten the safety of his most beloved people in his life. I mean, that's that's when when Alfred really came through to me yeah. was when he, when he, uh, you know, he shot the lawman, shot the lawman, completely <laughs> blew him away. Or what? Or was it the, yeah. the the O'Malley guy? Was it the the mob guy he shot, or the uh, lawman? I think was it when O'Malley came back. No, I think it was the law people were with. Was O'Malley yeah. still with him then? They came it back. Somebody. They were going to take yeah, Tristan somebody. out and kill him, and then mm. Anthony Hopkins also Not in front of my boy. Over. Yeah. <laughs> Take me to the woods. Not in front of my boy. Not in front of my boy. He said it exactly that many times, too. While Anthony Hopkins came out of the house. We skipped over the part where Anthony Hopkins, I think, maybe when Anthony Hopkins saw the breakup letter that Brad Pitt wrote to Susanna while he was, like, briefly being a pirate, or... (laughs) briefly in his Brad Pitt timeline. (laughs) Yeah, the pirate days. (laughs) Anthony Hopkins had a stroke and then his hair turned white overnight and then he did this like deeply offensive like ableist bad impersonation of someone who had a stroke and like literally like wrote am happy on his little like chalkboard and stuff whilst making like strange grunts to talk to Brad Pitt afterwards. Anyway, but yeah. he got his dexterity yeah, together. How did when they it came come to that to with Anthony Hopkins? That's again, I think supports your like that this was like a hardcore satire of like Oscar bait because yeah, like, what uh, did that have to do with uh, anything? Well, one of those, uh, uh, oh, what exactly was it that happened? Like something bad happened on the farm, which happens on the farm, and the, the narrator letter, right? Like Jen said, the breakup the, letter, yeah. Yeah, 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 where where Stab was like, his hair turned white overnight, yeah. and he became an old man. <laughs> like he just, like... it just fucked him up. <laughs> Why would the breakup letter do that and not the heart of your dead son in a box? You know, like, he could weird. weather that one, but. Like, Sadie was saying that, like, her initial one-sentence summary about, like, five people in a very rural area, like, this movie was about an experiment of, like, if a man who believed himself, uh, like, some decorated old white colonel who believed himself Mm. to be, like, liberal and not racist, but actually Mm. extremely was and raised his three sons alone in, like, a cult of toxic masculinity, like, Mm. here are the consequences, like... Yeah. 
And you know, as they as they described Susanna, she was like the water that that <laughs> flows between the crack in the rocks and becomes ice and splits the rock. <laughs> Uh, it's no more her fault than it is the water. <laughs> that one definitely stuck with me. Very like, good thing no one can be blamed here for any of these actions. How can she choose a brother? She is just like the water. This is she, She's just like one of those, you know, you go to like the touch pool at the aquarium and there's like the sea anemone and you just put your finger near it and it wraps around you. She's <laughs> like, that's the level of agency this character has. She's just like, there. <laughs> yeah. So excellent in Impersonation of a sea anemone. That's exactly the sound. <laughs> I'm just thinking about, you know, if it was kind of like John Carpenter's The Thing, but said on the farm of Legends of the Fall. We're already improving <laughs> we, it. We we don't have enough people on the farm, though. They'd have to add some people. We're, we're all so tired. No one trusts each other. So Sadie's yeah. Team Alfred, Jen is Team Alfred? Yeah. Uh, it's weird because I think, um, you know, Alfred is the other guy. He's the one who, like, actually gets with Susanna in the end in a way but i guess not until she another way. leaves him to fly off in the alfred. arms of death <laughs> yeah something something about alfred when i rewatched it he kept reminding me of um i think because of the weird accent he kept reminding me of anakin from the star wars prequel <laughs> movies <laughs> anybody else get that <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, out of respect for my brother when he's like um father keeps treating us like what what did he say like insolent idiot children <laughs> it kind of leaves and then of course the susanna two look at each other and then start laughing <laughs> but you could tell he was very bitter he had a bitter grudge with his father but perhaps for a very good reason uh, you know, as y'all have said, he's the most realistic one. And I think he kind of comes across as a jackass in like the superficial manner, but he's actually the one that cares mm -hmm. in the end. Whereas Tristan just kind of runs off and becomes a pirate. So I don't think Tristan could be the uh, the right choice for a relationship because he's just going to do that. So I, I think it just goes for Alfred. And of course, uh, Samuel... He's just an idiot. He just uh, agreed. I want the glory. I. He writes the letter back. He said something like, "I was naive. Not that father was right, but I was naive." <laughs> and then he goes, "What? What do you mean your father wasn't right? I think your father was right on this." Yeah, one. Flashback to Anthony Hopkins being like, "You're naive." He's like, "Fuck the war." Yeah, you're naive. <laughs> Fuck the war. Fuck the government. <laughs> Don't wow. do World War One for clout. <laughs> it's not worth Good. it. For clout. You it's won't get that many followers in World War One. I. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the Civil War and I came out with 12 <laughs> Facebook followers. <laughs> Accurate. Because well, you know with inflation, those were yeah, those were worth a lot more back then. <laughs> it was kind of what I was thinking about with uh with uh okay there's a part where Susanna is first like riding the horses and it flashes through like all the brothers checking her out she's like learning the ropes like learning how to uh, lasso uh, a cow or something and um then 
like all the brothers are kind of checking her out and then like brad pitt's kind of like off to the margins and he sees a wild black horse running across the mountain out of nowhere it's just kind of like a wild horse appears out of nowhere and, and then he's like oh, oh i got this one and the the kind of weird uh weird faced guy who's not shown much kind of pops up and he's like and i got a dollar that he brings it back and uh i was thinking how much <laughs> dollars are worth back then <laughs> First off, I need Joe to just perform this movie as a one-man show, <laughs> like start to finish. Uh, second off, I will I will weigh in on the brother other guy situation. Uh, yeah. I agree with many points that have been made so far. Um, Alfred, good, safe option. I think he's the most physically attractive, and I think he's right when he's like, "You're not going to be able to like keep her happy as a married guy." Uh, and like yeah Tristan is clearly a bad option one because he talks like no one in 1900 ever talks because he's got like that weird Brad Pitt sort of Southern California slash American (laughs) South yeah yeah totally out of place (laughs) when he does that maybe it's like an Assassin's Creed (laughs) (laughs) tie-in Wait, because of time travel again, or <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the digital time travel. And with Tristan, you also never know when he's gonna wake up and be like, "I need to join Cirque Cirque du Soleil." Goodbye. And he goes off to be in Cirque du Soleil for five years. <laughs> oh, hang on, I need to assassinate a president, and he goes and like. To attempt to assassinate one of those early 1900s presidents with a name like, you know, John Gary Garrison or whatever. Um, John Gary Garrison. (laughs) Tristan, bad option. Alfred, safe option. Samuel, dumb option. Uh, His letter where he's like, you're you're just calm and cool and pure. It's just like, oh, you're like emotionally 12 years old and you're in World War (laughs) I. This uh well none of you have mentioned the infamous scene where they're uh they're like playing badminton or something or like tennis and he's like, Oh, I must go talk to Tristan and then he goes over and Tristan's like all like lounging on the that chair thing and he's like, Tristan, this woman is wild. She has wild passions and Tristan's all like, I recommend fucking and he's like, Oh, how dare you say that, my brother? <laughs> <laughs> I had managed to forget about that scene until this rewatch, and now it is seared into my brain. Like it was <laughs> awkward, and this kid is all like Brad Pitt's. Like, he's like eating something. Speaking of Brad Pitt's accent, yeah, it comes weird, through so weird modern and, accent. Yeah, it was like <laughs> I recommend fucking, and the brothers all like. he's like you brought it up and then he has to go show willie like rope a wild mare and tame her before all of them or something just to like uh, yeah yeah the wild yeah yeah because he's like oh the mare like how did you break the mare and he's like don't change the subject yeah like what how did how did this is why actors make the big bucks because i don't know how you say any of that shit without just laughing until you're fucking sick well they could do multiple takes (laughs) but still (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Sadie, you were going to say something. I think I interrupted you somewhere in my my brother rant. Oh, no, I was just going to talk about Brad Pitt's accent. <laughs> yes, because please spend yes, more time please, on it. Please, please. Well, he's from Missouri, which is where I also am from and currently live. Um, and he's Shout from out. Springfield, Missouri, Missouri nice. which is like an hour away from where I live. And his accent is so very much a Springfield, Missouri accent. It's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) And And I just have to point out, I've never felt like he was a very good actor. And um, he actually went to the same journalism school here in my town um, as I did. But he dropped out two weeks before graduation because he wanted to be an actor. <laughs> and so he just like, he was like, you know what? Whoa. Fuck this. And then he moved to California. <laughs> and I just think that was a wild move. And I don't know if I would have made that decision because I, I like well, some of the lines. A move. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my God. He, his, his delivery of like so many of his lines in this movie, like he, he just, it's just Brad Pitt with long hair acting sad sometimes like he doesn't feel like a character in this movie and that's what i had to say yeah it's it's exactly what they needed (laughs) his look is doing a lot of heavy lifting here yeah uh, Yeah. structurally it is a load-bearing beam of this movie if brad pitt were hot and we can even argue about how hot brad pitt is but uh (laughs) Yeah, the whole thing would fall apart. (laughs) They gave him the long blonde hair to signify that he is supposed to be the hottest. Yeah, I mean, he's like the golden (laughs) prince who returns with a a whole herd of stallions. Like every time uh, he comes comes back back from his pirate days. Yeah. it's really uh, yeah. Missouri by way of California makes a lot of sense for, to me, Sadie. Just dialectically, he is. Uh, yeah, it sounds like he was from Missouri, went to Southern California to become an actor, did some drugs that slowed his speech down a little bit, and then <laughs> boom, you get Brad Pitt. <laughs> also, like I am so. Two weeks before graduation, like, was he set to fail? Like, why did he leave at that point? um, When we graduated, there was, like, a whole thing where people were like, we made it farther than Brad Penn. And we were just like, that weak man who couldn't make it. So he decided to go on to Hollywood and become an actor. I spit on him. Wait. Excellent. What if his whole career has been an undercover journalism assignment and he's going to come out with the expose of the century later? Oh, shit. (laughs) What I learned going undercover and becoming an elite Hollywood actor when I'm just a humble, nerdy journalist from Missouri who never wanted any of that. I would. Yeah, he's going to like put on the glasses. Oh my god! Wow! Yeah, he'll he'll I mean, like suddenly have a mid ad- mid Atlantic accent, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that will have been a put on as well. Angel, he's like the hardest part was having a bunch of kids with Angelina Jolie <laughs> when, when I was just doing it for the sacrifice for my journalistic ethics. <laughs> 
so difficult to stay in character. <laughs> well, and then that explains why his acting is so bad because he, when he's acting, he's acting within acting already. You know, like one can only act so much. So by the time he gets mm, yeah, out of the yeah. movie set, he's already like spending so much effort pretending to be um, Brad Pitt yeah. that like Each how can facade. you expect him to provide genuine facsimiles of human emotion, you know? Yeah, totally. Each new facade takes like 25% of his power level. <laughs> so he's got to maintain like almost like his core self has to maintain this meditative state at all times just to create the Brad Pitt persona. And then uh, dealing with all those people on set and stuff would be hard enough just to create a, a like a character out of all that would be very difficult. Uh, what, Jennifer, there was a... With the actress who plays Susanna, I uh, googled a long time ago. I searched Mm -hmm. and just found where she said something about Brad Pitt. Like she was like, "Yes, he was aware of the the mood around him, and he was like a racehorse in the (laughs) in the at the starting line. He just went and did his act, and and (laughs) I I don't remember exactly what she said. Joe, I am googling right now. It it was uh, comparing him to a wild like racehorse, pretty much, and I thought that was hilarious yes i do as but, well Let me. but if my my question if 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 alfred is really the brother then why did Susanna cut really bad bangs and commit suicide yeah i mean alfred is a better option but he's still not preferable to death which which maybe maybe some of you will like my two non-brother options well, are you willing well, to come yes, with me to absolutely absolutely. <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah one is bart the bear <laughs> i'm going to kill the bear you <laughs> The bear they used in this film, as my sister informed me, was a Alaskan Kodiak bear who lived to uh, 1977 to 2000 and starred in multiple films across several generations. So Bart the Bear has starred across Robert Redford, Morgan Freeman, John Candy, Dan Aykroyd, Daryl Hannah, Annette Bening, Sadie's favorite, Ethan Hawke, Steven Seagal, Brad Pitt, (laughs) Alec Baldwin, Trevor Howard, and Anthony Hopkins have all acted with Bart the Bear. (laughs) Damn, Bart. Yeah, Bart the Bear is super famous. That's just star bear. And there was something where it maybe almost won an Oscar, but like they couldn't do it because it was an animal and they were like we don't give oscars to animals what that's not fair do you yeah. think do you yeah. think that oscar was did have was for legends of the fall because <laughs> uh, those bear scenes it, i mean those was, bear scenes he did, he did at least a week of work <laughs> on legends of the fall but yeah <laughs> It was for a movie called The Bear 1988. And there's some documentary that explores Whoa. the issue of the Oscar nomination, which maybe is real, maybe apocryphal. Um, but wow. Bart the Bear, like what's hilarious about Bart the Bear is like his Wikipedia page basically just talks about Bart, Bart the Bear as if he's just like a working Hollywood actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as totally. he is. <laughs> Like he just has a filmography section and then like death, legacy, (laughs) charity work, you know, personal (laughs) life. 
<laughs> Damn, Samantha, you've already sold us, I fear. You led really strong with Bart, so I feel bad for whoever your second option is going to be. My second option is True. a taboo one, and that is, um, I believe Susanna's... She she's like already in her twenties, right? At the start of this movie, at least I think she's probably about Something twenty like at the start. Yeah. Okay. Then Anthony Hopkins, one hundred percent. Forget the brothers. Go straight for she old was, Colonel Dad. I'm telling you, she was fucking her way through to the top. <laughs> to the top. That's what yeah. she wanted. Alfred all was just the uh, yeah. Alfred just blocked it from happening. Yeah, he yeah, was like the I mini think. boss. She got stuck on. Yeah. She's there the with him alone all the time. He's hot. He's interesting. He's not trying to go to any wars. He just wants to live on his beautiful <laughs> Montana ranch. Like, forget this drama of, like, just fucking whatever brother comes home. Just get with the dad and then inherit the ranch and become a wild Montana, you know, rancher woman. Yeah, I mean, I think Anthony Hopkins' character, the colonel, is definitely the best. But would would he just stop writing his letters to his estranged wife? <laughs> I, feel, I feel like he would write the letters and be like, I'm having the best sex of my life with... <laughs> My son's ex fiance. My dearest Isabel. Things are good now. <laughs> Things are good on the ranch. There's that one that one line towards the beginning where he's all like, How intoxicating to have a beautiful woman yeah, in the a house. Cultivated once again. Woman. Yeah. A cultivated woman. A cultivated woman. My dearest Isabel. My dearest Isabel. Susanna introduced me to a thing called doggy style today. <laughs> what a strange modern world we live in now (laughs) you know isabel would fucking write back like um dear colonel i am glad to hear of your happiness in this harsh winter like something like that i have heard of such things in the city this is the modern age (laughs) yeah it was really unfortunate that brad pitt suddenly disabled anthony hopkins with that breakup letter because i really feel like she she should have just gone for the daddy all along did he break up with her because he woke up and almost knifed her to death no he did that i think that's why he left to go become a pirate for a while but he broke up with her after he smoked that ridiculously ornate like opium pipe and then woke up like naked between two super hot asian women and then he wrote (laughs) her the breakup letter (laughs) or at least that's what he was overlaid with I feel like uh, why does every movie like the only way they know how to depict PTSD and I guess maybe at this time they didn't have the term PTSD they just called it like the jumpies or something like the only Mm. way they know how to show it on film is to have a character wake up and like almost be like (laughs) murdering their loved one in bed you know yeah yeah they've got to have the knife under the pillow and everything yeah yeah that whole uh, that whole cliche is really bizarre and just the the whole i guess the uh terrifying uh cow that was like a cow baby too wasn't it 
that gets yeah. caught in the, the barbed wire, which they're clearly making it out to be like Samuel because it's like the barbed oh, wire. Oh, the barbed wire through that. it all. I fast forwarded the calf scene, so I didn't take in uh, the parallels quite as much. Yeah. Sadie, the was calf the calf scene. scene right at the start of one of your half hour blocks? <laughs> no, that was just a, a wonderful little teaser in between. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it it's definitely like just comes across like, oh, their relationship's gonna go south now. And then suddenly they're in like a freaking hot springs, like just hot tub sized <laughs> opening in the earth that's like beside the lake. <laughs> And it's like steaming and she's like washing his back. And I think she says something really weird. She's like, oh, oh yeah. we'll have, That's when we'll she's have like, many children. Yeah, and then we have a son. Then you will learn to tolerate me because I love you so much. <laughs> and he's just like, as this thousand yard stare out on to, While she's toward the like, horizon. I'm going to bear your son. I was, I was the fiance of your brother. I want to have your son and name him for your dead brother who you watched <laughs> die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a way, that was like that was like her Alfred moment when Alfred kind of like confessed his love to her over the grave and just fucked up. That was like her moment of fucking yeah, up. She blew it. They there. belong together. She thought in that she respect. was safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you really need to make sure your relationship is solid before you start i don't know <laughs> and with the like if i bear you a son named for your dead brother will you love me like right after or before you have just boned like it's implied <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah, what the hell? Well, I was cracking up because sitting there watching it with uh, Hannah, uh, my wife, and, and there's the part where he's like about to leave and she comes up, uh, Susanna comes up to him and is like, if we had a child, would you still be doing this? And it flashes to Brad Pitt's face and Hannah's just like, always pulled out. <laughs> <laughs> Tristan is just Tristan doesn't use the pull-out method. He uses condoms made from the hides of all the animals and people <laughs> that he kills. He's oh, just... yeah. oh my god. Is oh my now god. Oh my is god. now my moment to bring out <laughs> yes. my fun fact that they used yes, to make condoms is. out of cloth. <laughs> What? I did not expect that was going to be the fun fact. (laughs) Oh, oh, listen. What kind? Like, like linen, like cloth, and they would just like soak it in like spermicide. Listen, at that point, at that point, I'll pass. I'll just skip out on it. It's fine. Like the bacterial (laughs) infections that must have resulted. My. So all I'm saying is. That was probably wow. most likely what Tristan was on at that moment. Totally <laughs> fuck. He probably oh was God. because he was apparently a man of the the world. Like a, so, oh my but we cannot let this pass by without having a discussion yeah. about like the fucking like wild just built-in level of racism in this entire movie. Was oh, like, absolutely. Whoa. 
Like, yeah, yeah, very problematic. Is very fucked. That part where he's on his like odyssey of grief and he like kills every animal in Africa, like literally, like that. That was one of those parts I was like that I hadn't remember. I was like, what the hell? They just flashed to him in Africa and he's like, I've killed all. I've seen every animal and once you can't even imagine. And and then I've killed them all. And it shows the guy like ho- like taking a heart out of a zebra's Zebra. carcass. And then, of course, he looks at it and he's like, it's kind of doing that thing. Like he's connecting it to his uh, dead brother, Samuel's heart that he ripped out. And this is, of course, it- to say nothing of our three native characters we are introduced to. Whereas good old Colonel is supposed to be this huge proponent of, quote, Indian rights and... uh Wow, who who wants to say what the names of the three native characters in this movie are? Uh, well, one is straight up named after his white <laughs> wife with a two appended to the end, so that's Isabella not great. Two. No. Yep, that's the then, that's the daughter. The daughter, um, her mother is named Pet, which is wonderful yeah, and not. Pet horrible at all P.E.T. which at first I was like it popped up on the because I always watch with subtitles and I was like oh my god like this must be short for something right this is like an affectionate abbreviation no it's just pet pet is her name and then and um, then we have our narrator yeah Go ahead, Jen. Yeah. One stab. One stab. The narrator who they like mention like specifically at one point that he would never lower himself to speak English, though he understands it perfectly. And yet he narrates this entire then he's the, then he's story about Tristan to us in English. Yeah, yeah there's, a, it's... there's a lot of that. Uh... <laughs> Just no, what were you saying, Sadie? Oh, no, I was just going to say it's a lot of, like, Native characters on the periphery of this white family's really melodramatic saga. And it's kind of frustrating yeah. and uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I think the white family just needs to get, just get kicked out. It's one of those things, you know, kind of like the 90s white people who are trying to feel good about themselves like oh yeah we're so we're so with it you know oh the colonel he he uh quit from the trail of tears or whatever but then it's completely hollow it's just like peripheral characters yeah just the the whole like mythology of like brad pitt brad pitt's character like taking scalps and shit yes oh god yeah, the movie yeah. comes like just short of one stab saying something like, you're more of an Indian than I am, Tristan. You know, like, it's like that. <laughs> it's really mm. close. Yeah, yeah. It's, Which that, it's like, yeah. yeah. By the way, the things too. how old is one stab in, ni- in 1963 Jen, when Tristan Jen. dies and he's narrating this? <laughs> I, I was just going to bring that up. Like, this man was he is ancient he literally (laughs) (laughs) there there's something too there's a scene i noticed when i I was uh watching it last night he takes the letters and he mentions like it's all in the letters he takes the letters he hands them over the campfire like they're like about to burn like some anonymous hand with a bracelet grabs the letters so i was wondering who the anonymous listener two of one stab is in this story oh i guess God. it's us but. maybe tristan's uh <laughs> estranged children who he left to go fight with bart right. the bear 
Baby yeah, Samuel or it's and the, the, Isabel Three. The Tristan clone, uh, uh, the Tristan Gola, if you will, that's taking the letters to learn about his past life. Oh Insane have, that he lives and dies in 1963. I would love the scene of him fighting the bear to be set to the Beatles' <laughs> Love Me Do. You know? Yeah. Like, it's it's kind of like oh he uh, he grazed the modern era, but he was just out in the wilderness and got killed by a bear. So he, <laughs> too he wild didn't know to the survive Beatles. the British pop invasion. <laughs> he wasn't fit for these modern times where where mop bowl haircutted boys grace the cover of magazines. <laughs> I also yeah, feel definitely, like yeah, oh Joe, you go first. <laughs> Well, I mean, this this movie was like, you know, I watched it drunk out at this uh, uh, houseboat or whatnot and just cracked up at it, how stupid it was and stuff. And then I recommended it to uh, y'all to come on to this podcast. And then I went and looked up the uh, Wikipedia synopsis and I realized, oh, fuck, this movie is so problematic. Like, how am I going to talk about this movie on here? This is <laughs> this is so fucked. <laughs> Like, <laughs> so I, I apologize about about bringing Legends of the Falls on here. But. I think we all had a good time talking about it. At yeah. least this has been a healing experience <laughs> for me. I don't think you need to take the racism of Legends of the Fall into your own soul, Joe, or upon your own burden necessarily. <laughs> It does feel like a Joe movie. It feels like the kind of movie where in the before times when I was able to be in your house, you know, and Joe still lived in Tennessee rather than in Korea, like it would be like two in the morning. We would be back from mid city. Justin's about to fall asleep with the dogs and Joe would be like, we have to watch this movie puts on a two hour historical epic. (laughs) And I would be like, what the fuck? <laughs> but then actually kind of come around to like laughing at it <laughs> like sadie's sitting there thinking like my god when the pandemic's over i am canceling my plans to hang out with them <laughs> <laughs> no 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 i'm actively trying to get covid done so that i can participate <laughs> <laughs> Well, shall we rate this movie? Let's rate it. Oh, damn. Let me think about my rating. My rating implements for a minute. I I, I mean, I... Oh. Uh, all right. Do you do you have your you object, ready, Joe? Ready, Joe? You ready? Yeah, yeah. Okay, take it away. Uh, I give it uh, four out of five bear claws. <laughs> that was going to be the, mine, the Joe. <laughs> <laughs> all the objects possible in this movie. (laughs) I will give it two out of five shotguns hiding under Anthony Hopkins' coat the whole time. This movie would be more enjoyable to me if they digitally edited all of the humans out of it and just showed me two hours of pastoral Alaska slash Canada slash Montana landscapes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, they should they should have a cut version like that i i will also i'll give it two cut out hearts out of five 
also for well first of all um because i loved looking at aiden quinn for two hours and 13 minutes that was pleasant um and also there was a part where my roommate and i were watching the movie and we had like 10 straight minutes of of silence and then we were both and then i was like damn but the the landscape is pretty and she was like yeah and then (laughs) and that was it and i was like yeah Uh, one thing i will say about this movie (laughs) (laughs) enough to earn it one severed heart from (laughs) satan one severed heart it's okay I'm trying to decide how morbid I want to get here. Both my options actually are pretty bad, but for the same result. Do I want to go with like incestual inter-brother fucking? Or do I want to go with like suicidal ideation? I don't know. <laughs> Legends of the Fall wants the grimness. It deserves the grimness. Yeah, it, it's it's trying to go there. Okay, okay. I am going to give this movie a solid two of three brothers brothers one father and one one stab bucked out of five or a solid (laughs) two large snips of hair snipped off before firing a gun somewhere into the room assumedly into one's face i'm not certain for suzanne (laughs) (laughs) into the cranium (laughs) that's the one thing that like, why did she cut her hair in that that manner? Right. Before the I thought she was gonna cut all in. her hair off, or like it, it was just like slight hair. And why did she weirdly tell Brad Pitt that she wished both his wife and brother were dead, and then was surprised that he rejected her advance then while he was still in prison? Yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't well thought out. That one went yeah. a little wild. <laughs> They need better communication (laughs) habits. Not a great movie, but a very important artifact of pop culture. And I do not regret watching it. But (laughs) now I have a very important question for both Sadie and Samantha. If this is a daddy comes home thing, I'm stopping the recording. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but you've given me an idea. So wait like five more minutes. But first I have to ask you, if you had to spend two hours and 12 minutes of your life to rewatch Legends of the Fall or The Kissing Booth 2, which one would you choose? Uh, probably The Kissing Booth 2. Just because I've already seen The Legends of the Fall once. <laughs> you agree, Sadie? I unfortunately also have to go with The Kissing Booth 2. I'm going to be the outlier available. here. <laughs> <laughs> I I would definitely fast forward um as I did on this watch by the calf caught and the barbed wire scene again but I would rewatch Brad Pitt's acting faces again before I would watch Joey King attempting to react to Jacob Elordi's reanimated dead body in the kissing yeah, let's movie. split screen them you know how to put them on at once <laughs> Oh wow it might reveal like a pattern yeah, the emotional beats will all line up. Yeah, it'll be like the p- Pink Floyd Dark Side <laughs> of the Moon for the next generation. I hear if you watch <laughs> The Kissing Booth too, at the same time as this old movie my grandpa liked called Legends of the Fall. <laughs> it has a message from Beelzebub letting, letting us know when he's going to return to consume the earth. Oh my god. Seriously, Sadie, when were you born again? Like the end of 1996? Exactly, precisely. (laughs) Got it. But yeah. So Legends of the Falls. So 
Sadie. Tristan could have made it to 96 <laughs> if the bear hadn't killed him. <laughs> oh, no. Tristan could serve him in the Clinton White House. <laughs> what would be his position in the Clinton White House? Uh, like Department of Game and Wildlife or whatever. <laughs> Department of Game. <laughs> Damn. Oh, shit. What a tragedy. With Tristan. A tragedy (laughs) for the other brothers for being born into a family with Tristan. (laughs) A tragedy for Tristan for being so hot that everything just went to fuck all around him. (laughs) What a movie. Yeah, the heart of a bear. It went to fuck all in his hands. (laughs) That's Legends of the Falls. It's not happy. <laughs> it's just till the end when Alfred comes back and shoots the lawman, it becomes good. <laughs> <laughs> They've all lost so Tristan much at dies. that point that they're going to go insane like right afterward. And yet it's presented as like, oh, finally, we figured out how to be brothers by yeah. all going to war, getting killed, getting married, getting our wives killed. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a finally... weird like buddy. <laughs> Like a buddy movie moment. Like they all kind of run forward and like high five and hug each other type thing. Literally. Then the next scene, (laughs) the next scene is just like panning over the gravestones. And like the first one I saw says Alfred on it. So it's like, oh, Kristen outlived them all. But in 1963, (laughs) you know, he came back and met the great, great grandson of the bear. There was a son of the bear called Bart the Bear 2 that I believe is still working in Hollywood. Yeah, The true winner of this entire endeavor is Bart the Bear (laughs) 2. So decided. Bart the Bear 2 carried on. (laughs) So, Joe, where can people find you in your work and keep up with all the amazing stuff that you do? Uh, You can follow me on Instagram at models underscore Joseph underscore Colt. And that Culp is C-U-L-P. So that's where you can find my, my model work. And what kind of campaigns do you have coming up? Right now, no campaigns. It's all been these fashion shows. And the, the Soul Fashion Week was just a few weeks ago. And there's still been some fashion shows trickling in. So it's been good. Thank I you. have been sitting here jealous of you living in a country that is managing the coronavirus pr- pandemic properly. Where oh you're my still God. able to do it's, things. It's very nice it's very nice and i've been worried about the u.s of course (laughs) well sorry to turn the little plug moment into a downer about the state of no no it's the state of of the world Yeah. Uh, uh, but Joe, is is it true to, we told this story on the podcast, but I just want hmm. our listeners to hear it straight from your mouth, that your modeling yeah. career started because Jen submitted your headshot as a joke. Yeah, absolutely. So it was, she took the kind of the front, the, the side and back Polaroids and put them on models.com and that's how I got picked up. So it just, it just worked out. It was a good time. How do you feel about the capriciousness of that story does it terrify you that like unless this random circumstance had happened you wouldn't be modeling in korea right now or do you do you like the the weird circumstance that sparked everything i I think i like it uh obviously you know you could tell by my taste in movies that uh these sort of circumstances are (laughs) it's all right to me (laughs) 
Well, Joe, thank you for joining us. Listeners, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Click that little five stars. It helps us show up higher up in the algorithms. Uh, Follow (laughs) us on Twitter at YSSTOG. If you want to know what movie we're doing in advance, that's the best way to find out. You can also email us suggestions, feedback, glowing praise at yssTOGpodcast at gmail.com and Sadie will find that email and send it on over to the rest of us. And uh, I think that's it. The outroad duties have fallen to me. This is my first time trying to trying to sum everything up. I hope I got it all right. Fun fact when I made our Twitter account, I did not make it YSST or no, wait. Sorry. <laughs> When I published our <laughs> podcast on Apple Podcasts for the first time, I made the acronym version like YSTTOG, which was not right. So I'm not good with our overly long podcast name. And if anyone hasn't tuned out by now, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>